Hey friends, welcome back to Stick a Fork in It. We are on location, literally on wheels, yeah. not gonna lie, um, in the heart of Carrollwood, which we're really excited to be here. We've got a great guest today. First, I wanna talk about Matt is not with us today. Um, if you, however you pray or send a vibe, we want you to stop right now and send that to Matt Spence. He's with his family and he really needs all of us who care about him and love him, which I do with everything that I am. He's a wonderful man and has changed lives since he's come to Feeding Tampa Bay. So just send him that positive vibe and that prayer because um, he and his family need it. Everything's going to be all right, but we want to send that to him. So right now, just do that. Send him that energy and that love. Uh, Matt will be here next time mm -hmm. uh, that we are at Stick a Fork and Hunger, but right now <laughs> we are at the Community Food Pantry mm -hmm. with one of our amazing partners and board member, uh, Monica Wilson. Welcome to the show, Monica. Thank you for having me. Yay. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you for having us. <laughs> yeah, actually. We are uh, <laughs> at your location um, in the heart of Carrollwood Village, mm -hmm. which this has been I've lived in this area for, I don't want to admit, <laughs> wow, dang, <laughs> should I? For many a moon. For a lot of years. Oh, wow, since McDonald's was like the only McDonald's. Right. Uh, right. The village center wasn't even here, so right. let's get yeah. crazy. Same, same. Like you had to go get ice cream, like all the way almost to Waters. Yes. So let's just, and Del Mary was a two lane, so. Yes. What? Yeah, we didn't use horse and buggies, but let's just, whatever. <laughs> Close. Um, how are you doing? I'm doing great, how are you? I'm doing awesome. So tell us, we always start the show, um, obviously you have this wonderful tie-in with Feeding Tampa Bay, and mm -hmm. we'll talk about how long that's been going on, but tell us about you. Who are you? So I am Monica, I'm the mom of four. Um, I'm married to uh, my husband for over 20 years, and he is retired um, United, from the United States Army, and he works for um, the VA representing veterans in um, court who are um, seeking help and assistance due to disabilities. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. So tell me a little bit about his job. So um, he tries to help the vet, the vet that dis doesn't know how to help themselves, maybe. Yeah. Um, and he stands in front of um, federal judges with them yeah. and presents their case and their injuries and you know PTSD and things like that. So right. whatever they're whatever they're suffering from, um, so that they can be taken care of. Wow. So that crosses over to our work quite a bit because I working with Trinity Cafe. I've met a lot of veterans yeah. and we have a lot in our care. So he's helping lift them. Absolutely. Um, towards capability and really not having to be in our lines. Absolutely. Wow. So it crosses over in both uh, you and your husband's work. Absolutely. That's amazing. Mm. Well, I just got chills. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about your children really quick. Let you brag on them for a minute. So sure. I have four amazing kids. Um, my oldest actually works for the Department of Health in Collier County. He um, actually yesterday was um, the manager of the site to do a thousand vaccines. So, oh. so oh, wow. super proud of him. Yes. Yeah. He's a, uh, He's um, a Gaither High School right here in Carrollwood graduate, um, in Flo University of Florida graduate, and a master's degree from USF. So oh. super proud of him, and he's yes. super successful and does great things. I have one son that lives in heaven, um, yes. and he is really why I'm here. Um, we were at our church, and someone came looking for food, and he asked absolutely was like mom I don't think that person's really hungry and I said well honey I think they are it happened to be a friend of his mother's and mm -hmm. he couldn't believe that someone he knew that he went to school with right here in Carrollwood at Ben Hill Middle School yes um had a parent who was seeking food and seeking help yeah. and so um he's really what inspired me to be here and wow. to, to get involved in our food pantry and then I have an amazing daughter and she's my favorite daughter. She's the only one. <laughs> and her name is Karina. And she is a sophomore at the University of Florida um, studying journalism. And I have um, my baby son, who is Alex, who is a 12-year-old in sixth grade. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yes. That's awesome. Oh, and that's he's awesome. a great caboose for us. He's a great caboose. The caboose. <laughs> I love it. Yes. I like caboose rather than baby. They do not yeah, like it's baby. It's true. He's, yeah, he's it sticks done for life, you yeah. know. It does stick. Yeah. He does. And then he's 12 and he's like 5'10". So oh he's really not a baby. Yeah. yeah. A little mustache going yet? Or? Yeah. <laughs> I keep saying go wash your face. <laughs> yeah. Aww. I know. My baby just turned 18. It's a tough one. Oh, yeah. It's tough. Yeah. And it's I'm tough. calling him baby. I don't care. That's right. Am I right? Mamas get to do that. Mama's right. <laughs> Absolutely. So with all those wonderful humans in your life, mm -hmm. tell me a memory around the table. This one, the first memory that top, that pops in your head, this wonderful memory around a table, enjoying a meal. What would it be? So um, 
we always ate dinner together as a family. Yeah. Um, kind of a running joke for my dad is my mom would sit at the end of the street and wait till she saw him pull in the driveway because whoever got home first had to cook. And then he said, miraculously, she would always show up like 10 minutes later. Weird. He's like, how do you time that perfectly no matter what I do? Um, so no matter what the meal was, um, we always sat around the table um, and, and talked. And right. I always had friends at the table. Um, I had neighbors whose parents maybe worked at night who were at the table. Um, so for us, it was a big deal. Um, with my kids, I feel like they were so busy. We had meals in cars, <laughs> right, on the right. way to sporting events right. and to you know all those kind of things. Um, so that happened too. But they still were cherished times. Um, vacation meals were always big for us because we do a big beach vacation every yeah. year, and so we really plan it out. We don't go out to dinner. We actually sit and eat instead of going right. out to dinner all the time. So yeah. it's one of the things we really cherish. Right. And um. I lost my mother and she had some meals that I really loved. And so I try to make those meals on my parents' anniversaries or my kids' birthdays. And so we really cherish those special memories of good meals. Right. So you mentioned your mom. What is one of those recipes that resonates with you? So I don't think that it has a name, but it is certainly my favorite. And so it is just um, a grilled chicken breast and it's wrapped in a piece of bacon and it's just topped with like um, a... cream cheese and cream of mushroom sauce and we usually serve it with like asparagus and rice it's oh, not man. even anything oh, that super like fancy, a wonderful but <laughs> oh but it's delicious. it was fancy to me yeah. growing up you yeah. know it oh. wasn't you know mac and cheese which i loved that too but uh, yeah oh you just <laughs> right <laughs> best friends right now right so, up, was like, but it was, yeah. it was like a gourmet thing so like yeah. for my dad in particular every june 4th on their wedding anniversary i make that for him Aww. so he loves it and my, was, my kids love it what was her name my mom, Martha. So it's Martha. like the... Martha's it's like chicken. The, yeah, Martha's yeah something chicken. like that. Yeah, okay, we can yeah. do that. Yeah. I like that. that. Martha's chicken, friends. Mm-hmm. Make yes. it. Yes. Because, mm-hmm. and then just remember. Yes. Martha. Yes. I love it. I love it. So beyond that, what is your favorite meal? That go-to comfort, yum. Mm. So I'm a steak and potatoes kind of girl. Oh, nice. Ooh. So like a really good filet. So my husband is a little over, bit of an overachiever. And with COVID, I'm working from home. Um, gourmet meals it feels like every night so you know we're getting <laughs> nice. Like, like nice Brussels sprouts like how Fleming's makes them with bacon Ooh, and all sorts of craziness um, so you know there's not many meals he makes that I, I actually like every meal he likes but I love a really good yeah. steak mm-hmm. um, I love it and then I could eat it lasagna Ooh. You know. Oh, man. Okay, steak and yeah. pasta. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, solid. Right. So now that so. when the COVID restrictions are lifted a little bit and you want to invite us over for a right. meal, right. Right. we're down. Or Perfect. we can do drive through I'll just come by and, and he'll just, just hand me we'll the bag. We'll hand you the bag. Yeah, oh. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Ready. <laughs> yeah. Especially with yes. the side of mac yes. and cheese. Yeah. Right. right. He doesn't discriminate I'll, either. I'll bring my own. Right. So, I mean, I can, you know. You'll provide. bring the mac and cheese? I can provide. Oh, right. dang. Okay. I'm not going to cook it. He makes a mean mac and cheese. Ooh. Yeah. All right. Well, then maybe, really good. maybe we'll right. do his then. Right. <laughs> yeah. I have a good gig. <laughs> right? I have a good gig. Yes, I do. I do. I know, And I know it. Yeah. The yeah, office do. doesn't like me all the time. They're like, you mm-hmm. had what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You bring in leftovers when you come here? Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Very nice. Yes. Okay. This podcast was made possible by the innovative thinking and the funding of Feeding America, a nationwide network of more than 200 food banks that feed more than 46 million people through food pantries, soup kitchens, shelters, and other community-based agencies. So transitioning here, we're sitting in the community food pantry, seeing all these amazing items on the shelves the fresh produce in the bins. Um, You mentioned the refrigerators and freezers have names Mm -hmm. from all your amazing volunteers. Tell us a little bit about the Community Food Pantry. Sure, so it started actually in 2008, and um, it started because a few women came to our church, Village Presbyterian Church, looking for food, and we didn't have food. And our pastor at the time, Jim Yearsley, said, well, that will never happen again. We will always have food. Um, And um, I think a Publix gift card was given to those ladies and they were provided food and they immediately put um, some canned goods in his office on a few shelves. And then some women of the church said, we can do more and we can do better. And although we're sitting right in the heart of Carrollwood, obviously people are looking for food, Mm. um, just like these two women. And so they started with just a few tables and a couple of shelving units. And um, 
when I came through with my son um, mm-hmm. on that day where he said, Mom, I don't think she's hungry because I know her. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I realized that as a mom, my own child doesn't think that people could possibly be hungry. Right. That, you know, you don't realize how close you could be to being food insecure. Yeah. Right. Um, and so for me, it was a big eye opener. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was also something where I was in a, at a point in time where I wasn't ready to jump into a food pantry. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were they were growing. Um, so they slowly moved into one of our rooms, which we call our cold room now, where we host three commercial freezers and three commercial coolers. Nice. Um, but it used to just have a little refrigerator that someone donated from their house wow. <laughs> and six or seven shelves. Mm-hmm. And it fed the people that were coming to our doors. Right. And so a few, you know, they might serve 10 or 15 families in a week. And um, my son unfortunately passed away and I had a baby as well. And I decided I wasn't gonna go back to my past life. My past life, I sold real estate for almost 20 years. Um, It was a beautiful asset for my family, but it Mm -hmm. wasn't where I wanted to be. And I wanted to plant myself um, and plant my feet feet somewhere that I felt like I could do something and, you know, grieve, get through my son's loss and raise this baby all at the same time. And then I have two other children as well. And so I just started volunteering because I could put my baby in my papoose and (laughs) just walk around and stock some shelves. And then they said, would you ever like to go to Feeding Tampa Bay for us sometimes? Mm. Sure, I'll go to Feeding Tampa Bay. Dad, can you watch the baby? I'll go. Right. And in those days when you would go to Feeding Tampa Bay, you went and grabbed some banana boxes mm-hmm. and you pulled your own food off the shelf mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and put them into boxes and you loaded your own vehicle yeah and um so i kind of liked it yeah um and then slowly but surely i seemed to just be at the pantry a little bit more often right. volunteering and with toddler yeah. um, running around sometimes <laughs> right. or off with our pastor of the mm-hmm. church eating cheetos somewhere <laughs> but i would be serving clients or stocking shelves right mm-hmm. And then 11 years later, almost 12 years later, here I am. You check your watch, right. you're like, oh man, it's been a minute. I don't know yeah. what happened, right? It was, um, it, it just happened. Mm. It right. really did. And so um, the need um, became greater and greater. And people said, there's a pantry mm. sitting right. in the middle of Carewood Village. Right. Right. We don't even know. Right I drive by that church all the time. Mm-hmm. But we're here. Yeah. And so we were here to meet the needs of the community. Right. And we were only serving on the Northwest kind of quarter. Mm. Um, so there's pockets of poverty all over. Yeah. Um, you can live in areas like in Odessa and be in a beautiful lake and a beautiful house. But right next door, maybe a trailer that's really struggling. They've mm. never, that's a family's property that's never left. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They needed mm-hmm. help. And so we were able to stand in that gap there for them. Yeah. Right. Um, and here we are now and right. we're serving so many you know i always say we have our worlds are pre-pandemic and post right and um (laughs) what a difference yeah Yeah. um but i do think that god prepared us for all of this Mm. our slow growth um from that one little refrigerator to here we are we can hardly keep up sometimes we're like we don't have enough capacity yeah how are we going to keep that cold you know we're keeping things in our trailer to make it through till we serve right um but (laughs) we're able to do it right yeah, we're all, we're all getting through it together, we are, right? We're definitely getting through it. Right. Yep. So going back to when you first started and you were going over to Feeding Tampa Bay, describe what Feeding mm. Tampa Bay was like back then. <laughs> um, very different. Mm. Very yeah. different. And, and honestly, I can't, um, when I think about what it was like, I can't believe the change. Yeah. You guys would have never could have never imagined yeah. how it was. Yeah. Um, Sweet Rakesha was still working the front desk. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, right. And so... Um, you know, when you walk to the front desk, you sign in and you just go shop on your own. There's mm. nobody monitoring what's happening. And if yeah. you want to take all of the green beans, <laughs> you take, they're you yours. Can, you can have them. Yeah. There is no limit. Right. There right. is no go on Agency Express and yeah. you can have five. Right. You take whatever you want. Right. Um, and, and we have little freezers that you'd go in the end and you'd pick out your meat. Mm-hmm. Right. Which I now when I think about it, it seems like crazy, but uh, right. that's what you did. Yeah. Right. But it sustained us and it got us through. Right. Yeah. Um yeah. very different than now. Right. Oh yeah. Very we're different. all kind of like we're like all growing exponentially together. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Right. And we and have... more so in the last twelve months. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. The last twelve months have been obviously insane for us. How yeah. has it been here for you? How have you had to adjust right here? So, so we really prided ourselves on being a client choice pantry. And yeah. so pre-pandemic, what we really 
loved was that our clients came in and had a relationship with us. They were able to choose their groceries. They were able to pick corn over peas. If their kids didn't like peas, they pick Fruit Loops over Raisin Bran. Whatever they chose, we knew that that gave them a piece of dignity that maybe they weren't going to get somewhere right. else. And so they were able to make those choices for their families. And we were able to give them many choices, which was so beautiful. Um, and then on March 13th, we closed our doors and we moved outside. So we never missed a distribution. We never stopped serving. We just had to change the way we were serving dignity. And I right. always say we served good health. Mm -hmm. We served safety. We still provided nutrition for your family, but we just couldn't do it inside our doors where mm -hmm. you were picking food off our shelves. Right. And so for us, we were serving 60 or 70 families every time we opened our door. So maybe 140 or 150 a week. And we immediately went to serving 350 Oof. families every time we opened our doors. Wow. And so we had some thoughts that this was not going to work. Mm, <laughs> right. yeah. How can we possibly keep this up? Um, it was just starting to get hot. So we were moved outside and we mm. were just right before a good old summer. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> it was delightful. <laughs> but we had um, a tent company, Brandon Tent Rental, said, we're going to give you a tent. Nice. Um, we called them and said we needed one. And then they said, we're going to let you keep it. Aww. Aww. Um, we were able to put up tables and and pack back grocery bags. Hmm. Um, our sanctuary had shut down because nobody was able to go to church. We yeah. filled every single chair with a grocery bag. Hmm. Those bags were made with kindness. They have menus. Oh, um, wow. So that, that bag has a meal in it. There's something that's gonna provide peanut butter and jelly. Maybe hmm. it's spaghetti and spaghetti sauce or right. canned chicken and rice in that grocery bag along with something for breakfast, a fruit and a vegetable and snacks. Hmm. Right. Um, and Very then thoughtful meals. It's put always, together. always thoughtful yep. to still pass it. You can't pick it, right. but we're gonna right. make it as kind as we possibly right. can. We pass it on. Yeah. The other thing that we pass on is you were able to go in our coolers and pick, mm -hmm. oh, my kids like strawberries. Oh, they'd love a ham sandwich. Yeah. Well, now we don't know. Right. So right. we're going to give you a variety. And so we're packing those cold items um, the same way with kindness. Yep. Um, we're just totally making sure there's a variety. So yeah. if Susie doesn't like strawberries, Johnny probably does. Right. Right. And maybe she'll eat that ham sandwich. Yeah. Right. And so we try to do a fruit a vegetable, something with protein in it when we pack up our deli bags that right. we're receiving food. And then we're able to pass on frozen meat. So we're picking up from our local grocery stores through our um, partnership with Feeding Tampa Bay. Mm -hmm. And so most of our meat's coming from Publix. We're able to give you ground beef, maybe a pre-made meal, maybe some chicken. Thanks. And again, variety. Sometimes clients will come through our line and say, I don't eat pork mm. or I don't eat beef. And then we try to quick go through some bags and make sure that we're providing them sure. what they need. Mm -hmm. um, but they're really good about like, oh, I'll share that with my neighbor. Yeah. Exactly. You yeah. know, exactly. we hear that more than we hear any complaint. Right. Um, they're just so happy to get food. So we're passing on bread. We're passing on desserts. We love doing that. Mm. And then our favorite thing is that we're passing on produce. And so that outside of the grocery store that we know many of our guests are just not going to be shopping during a tough time. Mm -hmm. We right. love that we're passing on fresh right. produce. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're able to do that with our partnerships, again, with our grocery stores. We get a lot of our produce through Sam's, um, and then we get a just-in-time drop from Feeding Tampa Bay so we can pass on beautiful produce yeah. um, to families. And again, it's variety. Right. Right. It's variety. All big buckets right. behind you. Right. 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 <laughs> lots, lots and lots. Yeah. Lots oh, and lots. Amazing. Right. One of the coolest things I remember from pre-COVID was you guys... Uh, you had recipe cards yes. in your pantry because, yes. uh, you know, something we always run into is that, you know, we'll we'll give out food that people don't know how to use. Mm -hmm. Butternut squash and chickpeas and stuff like They're that. Like, you what know? do I do with that? Yeah, right. just try to bite into the squash, right. but it's no good. Right. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I remember seeing that. It was yep. like a really cool innovation that you guys had going on. Yes. Right. <laughs> right. Always very thoughtful. Mm -hmm. And then you try something, you're like, huh, that wasn't so bad. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's how you trick your kids into veggies. Absolutely. <laughs> Make them really flavorful. Right. And really small. <laughs> Florida Blue's mission is to help people and communities achieve better health. In partnership with Feeding Tampa Bay, their collective goal is a hunger-free Tampa Bay by 2025. How will we do that? By ensuring that all our neighbors have access to fresh, nutritious food that is essential to a healthy and capable lifestyle. We invite you to join the movement. Visit hungerfree2025.com. So kind of, I want to back up a little bit, kind of for our listeners. So for Feeding Tampa Bay, we have over 450 partner agencies, mm -hmm. much like where we're sitting here today. And for those that don't listen, that are listening, that don't live in Tampa Bay, Carewood Village is, how to describe it, is um, 
an upper middle class neighborhood, mm-hmm. um, very expensive homes, uh, one of the most popular golf courses um, and clubs to be a member of is very expensive. You have huge parties hosted here. You have weddings that are hosted here. It's a beautiful um, community that's been around here for 30 years plus. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're sitting right here in the middle of this area. And to me, only being in Hunger for Relief for a, about five years, it was really shocking to me. And it's kind of why we chose this location to help support that idea that you can't put a face on hunger. Um, Hunger is in every single community, especially now post-COVID. We know that when COVID first started, over 65% of those in our food lines never imagined themselves experiencing hunger or asking for help. Mm -hmm. You know, we've seen, of course, that number drop as we get back to what our, I hate this term, new normal, but (laughs) it is our reality. Mm -hmm. Um, The term is terrible, Mm -hmm. but it is what it is. Um, And, you know, and of course, we're seeing that uh, drop a little bit, but we're here because of that. So what other changes have you seen? Because I know that, you know, some businesses were really decimated for quite some time. Things that we've normally gone to and depended on, uh, they were almost completely put out of business. So what other changes have you seen with your client base that we could help support? Sure. So, um, so pre-COVID, um, like I said, we were serving 60 or 70 families and I honestly was like, where did all of these people come from? How did we go right. from 60 to 350? Yeah. Right. So what felt like overnight. Um, with our service industry hit so hard, yeah. those res- those working in restaurants, those working in nail salons and hair salons, yeah. um, a really, really big hit on those industries. And many of them living paycheck to paycheck. Right. And you just have to feed your kids. Mm-hmm. You right. have to feed yourself. Like off of tips. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it- and it, you're, it's just Terrible. gone. Your income is right. just gone. Right. Um, and so how beautiful that we live in this community yeah. and we have support. Um, but the need right here really grew. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, we, we found that um, even our volunteers were sometimes in tears because their neighbors drove through the line. Mm-hmm. Right. So they were here to right. serve. And they realized that their neighbor that they didn't know was struggling yeah. was coming through the line. Yeah. Right. Um, that's it's tough. It's, it it's a tough thing to swallow. Absolutely. Um, we have even seen as things have been getting better, we've seen where people have said, well, my boss put us all at 75 percent. Mm. So if he's going to keep all of us or three of us have to leave or we all can work 75 percent of the time. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, your bills didn't go to 75 percent. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so. How are you going to still pay the mortgage or the rent or the car payment Mm -hmm. and eat? And so this is just a lift. It's a lift. It's such a small lift when people say, why do you keep doing this? Mm -hmm. And it is such a small lift. Um, It's it's gracious of our grocery stores to pass this food on to us. Um, We could not do it if they didn't. It is such a beautiful thing that our community supports us. We keep bins outside of our pantry. And when we come in in the morning, our bins are filled with food oh, wow oh, that's so it amazing. has now turned into we just know that our bins are going to be full yeah and we had to buy more bins oh, right. because they're putting food on our pallets and on right. the ground and we're like we can't have that we got to have food safe right. right um so it's a beautiful thing um and we we've just had to adapt we used to only serve the northwest quarter corridor of tampa mm-hmm. so kind of truly northwest tampa north of waters up to pasco line all the way west to the pinellas county line and then we went east to about florida avenue mm-hmm. now we serve anybody who comes through our doors right. so many pantries could not handle the impact yeah. right um, and close their doors right and someone had to step in and we just were blessed we have a beautiful relationship obviously with feeding tampa bay we're able to get food um to the people who really needed it. We're able to provide it to other agencies who are feeding Tampa Bay agencies, but maybe they don't have the capacity to mm-hmm. keep it, mm-hmm. right. but they need it sometimes. Right. Yeah. So here we are to stand in the gap for them as well. And we're able to still continue helping those 
kids Mm -hmm. who really need food. And so we're helping them through our backpack program on the weekends where those school social workers and guidance counselors um, are coming to us and picking up food and they're taking a bath so kids are able to eat over the weekend. Oh man! And we know we know the headache when schools shut down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And Feeding Tampa Bay was able to help step in with Hillsborough County Schools and get kids meals Mm -hmm. um, during the week. But having kids home all day, <laughs> they just eat and eat and eat. My oh, kids yeah. are like, oh, I'm yeah. hungry again. I'm yeah. like, you just yeah. ate 30 minutes ago. <laughs> right. 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 And so they're just eating more. Right. You know, they right. just were. So yeah. um, it was a crisis. Absolutely. It was a crisis. And so a blessing for us um, and for our church as its mission to be able to say, you know what? We're going to grow. Yeah. <laughs> really right. fast. Right. Right. <laughs> really, really fast. Right. Um, but we got and this. We're, and we're going to make it happen. Yeah. And we did. And I can tell you, I we would have never said we could do this. Right. A year ago. Right. They were like, yeah, you probably I'm sure do that Beth right? would have said, no way. <laughs> right. I think we all have felt that way. I think and we then all we look are pretty back amazed. And we're like, yeah. Right. Like, how did we do this? But we did forwarded. it. Yeah. We've all done yeah, it. Absolutely. Like, wow. <laughs> and and I, can't, I can't speak enough um, about the community that we live in. Mm. Right. And, um, you know, we hear so many negative things. And I can think of so many positive things and so many positive stories. Right. Um, our volunteers have lifted us to levels that we never thought we could be lifted. Yeah. We could not do any of it with, there's four of us working part-time. Um, full-time hours but part-time right. <laughs> and we couldn't do it without them mm-hmm. they're intuitive they're creative they tell us ways we can do things better I mean they're just amazing yeah. and without them we couldn't do it nor could pantries the right. other 449 yeah. pantries <laughs> right. that exist um, within feeding Tampa Bay mm-hmm. they can't do it without volunteers and right. so it's a big asset right mm-hmm. so how can anyone help that's listening so um, for us here at the Community Food Pantry, you can mm-hmm. just go to our website, um, thecommunityfoodpantry.com, and we have opportunities for volunteering your time and your talent and your treasure. Mm-hmm. There is nothing that you, there's no one who cannot help, who can't help us. I always say, if we make eye contact with you, we can find you a job. Because it might be sitting at a table and writing a thank you note. Right. Right. Because that. It's time consuming. Um, It may just be stuffing bags of potatoes because we got 50 pound bags and we need to put them in 10 pound bags. Um, So there's always a job. If you need to sit to do the job, we can find that job for you too. If you prefer to be behind the scenes, there's lots of behind the scenes jobs, but Mm. there's nothing that's wrong. And it becomes a really good community. Sometimes I walk into the pantry in the middle of deliveries coming in and I am almost like a guest. Mm. Right. (laughs) in a pantry that I'm supposed to be in charge of <laughs> because they have their, don't mess with my volunteers. Yeah. They right. have their thing. Like I do bread. What are you talking about? Come over here. I don't do that. Right. You know, they right. totally own what they do. Right. Yeah. And with so pride. we love the com- camaraderie. We love the fun. We have a disco day coming up. They're nice. so excited about disco day. <laughs> like what is disco day? I don't even know we're having a disco day. They don't even tell me, um, but we're having a disco day. And so like, I love that they plan things like, that um, one of our new pantry leads a new staff member that we have is planning a special easter egg hunt there's going to be easter egg easter eggs at each station oh wow just for fun right because the reality the reality is it's not always great work it's sometimes mushy apples and tomatoes and it's yeah. not always great. Right. 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 But it's we got to keep going. But we, we keep going. Yeah. We keep it fun. And disco on, you know. We're going to. We are going <laughs> to disco on. I can't wait. I hope I get an invite. Yeah. They're like, oh, you're here. Yes. Yes. I'm not invited yes. to disco night. Yes. I've heard about a disco ball in 70s music. That's hey, all ooh, I know. Okay. All we right. need to get that so, boa going. Yeah. yeah. Right. We should have yeah. done this podcast on that day. Right. I know. That would have been Do we get invites? Because we know about I don't know. I'm not in the loop. I told you Girl, I'm a I guest better, sometimes. I better get a text. Right. That's all we'll I'm have saying. to crash it. Yeah. <laughs> It'll so, be on social media. Okay. So one last thing, and you and I have talked about this off- offline, and this actually goes to your volunteer request. And we see this a lot at Feeding Tampa Bay, language barriers. Mm-hmm. You mentioned there is just a whole group that you've seen an influx of because the pandemic caught, decimated their industry. Mm-hmm. And uh, tell me a little bit about that, because we understand that as well. And you actually, our conversation influenced uh, some possible change at Feeding Tampa Bay. Sure. Uh, so tell me a little bit about what goes on here with that. Right. So um, all of our information goes out in English. 
um, and we added Spanish a few years ago mm-hmm. um, to help our Hispanic community um, so that we could better communicate because some of um, what people will consider issues is really just communication. Yes. Um, and so we, we take that very seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we found very quickly in our lines that we had a large Vietnamese population. Mm-hmm. And so we added Vietnamese to our um, distribution information. So right. there's a true understanding of what we expect of our guests when they come through the line. Mm-hmm. There's a responsibility of them to come through, to wear a mask, mm-hmm. to stay in their vehicle so that everybody is safe, mm-hmm. to please pop their trunks or let us know if they want their stuff in, their, in, the, in the back, their food in their back seat. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we've changed our appointment cards to have all three languages. Wow. Um, and we still have a high population right now. And we know the, the kindness, the difference it makes when it you're does. able to share. I can't speak the language, uh-huh. but I can share to yeah. them with them right. exactly what it says. And then their eyes, yes. just, they get bright yeah. and they totally understand. Yes. Yeah. But they feel so good. They feel, yes. wow, she, she cared enough yes. right. to make sure that she shared this in another in my language Man. the language that's my yes. native language yeah. and so it really is so much kindness that shared it was simple yeah. i mean it was as simple as google translate <laughs> yeah we're doing our best and but. then we did get some confirmation for people who we knew were like can you make sure this is correct sure yeah because right. you want to be you want to sure. be kind but it, it's simple. It's so easy. Yeah. And it makes our, our line flow. Oh, I'm sure. It just, it just makes it work. So um, for us, it, it was simple. Mm. It was yeah. a simple fix. Um, I wish I could have every language. Because <laughs> yes. obviously I have others. I don't have every language. But we're certainly trying to make sure that mm. we're treating our guests with kindness. You just Absolutely. need larger cards. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Fit a few we, more we roll as we go. That's right. <laughs> well, Monica, thank you so much thank for you. having us at Thanks your location. Um, and if you want to volunteer and you speak Vietnamese, please mm. uh, go Absolutely. to the website and volunteer. And uh, thank you so much. It's all about dignity, respect, and providing for those in our care. Thank you, friend. Thank you for having me. All right, folks, welcome to our regular segment, What the Food Bank. We just had an awesome discussion with Monica Wilson of the Community Food Bank. And now we are here with our friend Catherine Godwin, who is the Director of Agency Relations. How's it going, Catherine? It's going really well. I'm really excited to be here. <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm so grateful to have you here. It's nice I'm, to see I think people. I'm going to mm-hmm. learn things. Yeah. 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 Right? Starting with yes. what a director of agency relations does. Oh, such a good question. <laughs> I don't think I knew the answer to this question until a good nine months into yeah. my role. So um, hopefully that's, I can package it. Right. I think that's a feeding Tampa Bay thing. Yeah, yeah. Our roles develop as we go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. And we get new jobs as it yeah. grows. Yeah. You don't exactly. so much promote uh, uh, vertically, just laterally you get more yes, and more. Yeah. yeah. More stuff. <laughs> it's a good thing though. Right, until you exactly. outgrow your title and then I guess yeah, and then, probably something different now. Yeah. yeah let's add to that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So tell us. Um, so the director of agency relations is basically in charge of our neighborhood mm-hmm. partnerships between yeah. our local partner agencies, which is the, what you think of traditionally when you think of food insecurity, your yeah. pantries, your soup kitchens, your operations, both large and small that are right. doing the de- direct feeding through their church pantry or in their community and really how they interact at a local level with those who are food insecure. Right. It's also overseeing the retail partnerships of all of the banner retail stores that Feeding America has uh, has partnerships with. So those are the Publixes, the Walmarts, the Winn-Dixies, mm. all of the local pickups. We coordinate between the agencies and the retail side. Mm-hmm. Um, so all the food stays within the neighborhood. So that's really our goal, yeah. feed neighborhoods, keep the food local and make sure all of our pantries have what they need. I think that's something that probably not a lot of people know is the direct relationship that like our agency partners have with the local stores. Mm-hmm. Cause I think, you know, one of the things that it took me a long time to understand was the flow of food, like through the whole system, you know, mm-hmm. and people always ask like, well, where, where does the produce come from? And it's like, well, lots of places, but you know, it's not like everybody comes. Everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not all of them coming to the warehouse. Mm-hmm. It's like us being like, Hey, there's a Walmart in your neighborhood and you know, you're right here and maybe we can, you know, get mm-hmm. you guys connected (laughs) yeah that's the goal is we want to try to have as few hands and trucks touch Mm. the food as possible because again back to that dignity and respect element we want the people who are guests at all of our pantries and 
and um, soup kitchens and all of the establishments yeah. that we have that do food out through Feeding Tampa Bay to feel like they were the original recipients of this food. It doesn't. Mm. We don't want it to feel like donated food. We want it to be within that line of dignity and respect and receiving right. it. Yeah. Right. It doesn't get fresh. much fresher than mm. that. Like it's just fresh right as out of possible. The, yeah. <laughs> so uh, we always talk about follow the food. Yeah. So can you give us an example of following the food, for instance, from like the Publix. Mm. Sure, sure. So um, our retail uh, partners are amazing. They've really stepped up during COVID specifically. Um, nationally, we saw kind of a decline on the retail mm. side, but feeding Tampa Bay, whatever we did here <laughs> in Tampa, it was right. Um, but our our retail partners donate food um, generally a few times a week to our both our agency partners and a feeding Tampa Bay, depending on what they need for transportation. Um, that food is picked from the different managers of the store. They are pulled together and put in the back um, in the receiving area, held at food safe temperatures. And then uh, a, a agency partner or feeding Tampa Bay will then come to that store, pick it up and log the donation receipt so that that store receives credit for that donation. Mm -hmm. That food goes directly to a pantry to distribute as soon as possible. So almost everyone who picks up from our retail stores is distributing that food within a week um, because again, freshness is important. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's how the food gets from the store shelf, whether it was pulled because the item was retired or it was close to the shelf you know, sell by date mm-hmm. and it's still perfectly good food that you would put on your own family's table. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, we, we quickly get it to the pantry to get that out in the hands of a family. Yeah. So for instance, it might be a Publix in Manatee County, mm-hmm. that Publix, that's going to go directly to a pantry nearby exactly. in Manatee County. Right. So yeah. again, back to that, keeping the food within the location it came from, um, every, all of those small neighborhood partnerships, we do our best to connect them with a local pantry. So that state, that food is staying within the community. Mm -hmm. So it's our goal to have that Walmart or that Publix know exactly where that food is going. So that driver will say, yeah, I'm going to, you know, First Baptist down the street. Mm. And that way they have a personal connection to the food that's back into the the neighborhood. And the wonderful thing about our drivers, you just mentioned that personal connection. Mm -hmm. They do have those relationships, those friendships, Mm -hmm. not only with the stores, but with our partners as well. Cause Mm. I've witnessed that and it's pretty amazing. It's really amazing. And it's definitely been the worst part of COVID for our team Mm. is not having that personal interaction. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The unique part of agency relations is we get to see both the operations in the warehouse, Mm -hmm. but we also get to see every single one of our 450 plus food pantries mm. up close and personal down to where the thermometers are on the shelf. <laughs> right. um, so not having that this past year has been really hard for us. Yeah. Um, and so we are looking forward to getting back out in the community. Yeah, yeah for sure. And there's something that um, we actually did right from the very beginning. There were some fees that accompanied that for our partners. And right at the very start of it, we waived those fees. Can you explain? That yes. was a real big gift for our mm. Um, the our partners, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And so what was that about? So uh, I remember the date exactly. It was March 17th. <laughs> uh, we, we realized that it was um, it was too much for our agencies to worry about having to balance the books mm-hmm. and also put food, <clears throat> excuse me, mm-hmm. uh, on the tables of their neighbors. Yeah. So we knew that there wasn't a ton that we can do to make more food appear, but we could at least make the food that we have easier to access. Yeah. Right. So we removed those fees. We removed delivery fees, basically anything that we were using to keep operations afloat. Um, <laughs> right. And we said, we you know what, them. we want yeah. this food to get out quickly um, by any means necessary. Yeah. And it's been a really big help to our agency network. I right. think it's also uh, let us partner with agencies who traditionally wouldn't be able to open a pantry. Oh, right. Wow. So since COVID started, we had a, we had an idea before COVID of what an agency should look like, mm-hmm. how, what their pantry should look like, what kind of volunteers they should have and how they should operate. Yeah. When COVID hit, everything changed, obviously. Um, But what we found is those who were most eager and had the most capacity to get food into the community didn't really look like the traditional agency of having a brick and mortar location. Mm. Maybe they just had a parking lot and a lot of volunteers. And that's enough to make a pantry happen in their community. So our model of what kind of agencies we're looking for and what we think of as success has vastly changed in the last year. Have a, we have a truck, we have food. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. You bring the folks exactly. and uh, your compassionate hearts and let's do this, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Man. <laughs> so we have over 450 plus partners. So how does that break down? Because I know people have this conception. It's feeding Tampa Bay and mm-hmm. everybody thinks it's Tampa, but it's not. We have 10 counties. Yes. You know, and we're putting out 
roughly almost two million meals a week, mm-hmm. con- <laughs> nearly consistently. Mm-hmm. I know we. J- I just did a count for a news story right before I left on vacation a week ago. So it was 81 million plus meals so far. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that is on the shoulders of our partners. Yes. So tell me about how that distribution is throughout those counties. It's not all Hillsborough County, mm-hmm. which people assume. Right. Mm-hmm. Actually, it is um, across all 10 counties. We do it pretty equitably based on food insecurity in mm-hmm. that county. Um, so if we're looking at food insecurity for all 10 counties and we say of all the missing meals there are, 30% of those are in Hillsborough County, which is the rough estimate that we are working with, mm-hmm. then we, ha- we should have about 30% of our agencies in Hillsborough County. Mm-hmm. And that's actually what we do. So we only have about 140 agencies here in Hillsborough County um, that push out uh, 30% of our agency network food out as well. So we really are trying to set goals for ourselves and make sure that food is getting out equitably and it's not all just getting dumped into whatever the metropolitan area might be. Um, So we every month take a look at how much food has gotten out to every single county Mm -hmm. and how that really compares to the percentage of missing meals Mm -hmm. in that county. Mm -hmm. And we hold ourselves to that monthly. Right. Uh, So yeah. Right. Just one of many, many, (laughs) many agencies. Uh, But all of the agencies within that 10-county network have vastly different capacities. Mm -hmm. Right. Some Mm -hmm. of them are feeding, um, as Monica said earlier, you know, 200 people per door opening. Some are down to, you know, 50 people, and Mm -hmm. that's huge capacity for them. Right. Right. Some are doing 500 people, and that's normal for them. Yeah. So every agency is is different. And I know Rhonda Gindelsberger always says, if you've seen one food bank, you've seen one food bank. Well, I think that also compares to our agencies as well. Mm -hmm. You've seen one agency, you've seen one agency. Every single one brings a different story and Mm. a a different... Um, way of doing things to the table. So yeah. they do. It's mm-hmm. all they all have their different personalities, yes. right? Yeah. Yes. So I know of one in Hernando County. I always see um, the write ups on them um, that they even employed a um, mobile pantry mm-hmm. in addition to. So we have an additional mobile pantry that comes out to them in addition to. Do you know who I'm talking about? I'm not sure. People helping people. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes, yes. yes. They're actually one who came to us. I believe it was right before COVID hit, um, and they were not. If I am remembering correctly, they were not a feeding agency to begin with, but right. they have kind of adapted and they've yeah. said, you know what, whatever we need to do, we'll do it. They have been so quick to say yes to everything, yes. <laughs> which is wonderful because, again, our feeding programs are evolving and the the pantries that are able to evolve the more quickly and to be more sustainable are the ones yeah. that say yes, mm-hmm. understand that change is weird and uncomfortable, but they'll do it because yeah. they know that there's a bigger picture. Right. Um, so yes, right. we love that agency. Yes. We love all agencies willing to say yes and willing to say, we weren't doing this last week, but we can do this from now on. <laughs> right. Or come to us with ideas because right. I think that's an agency as well that they know... You know, you have to think about it is um, so many of these agencies, I think it's so beautiful because they know their community. Mm -hmm. They know who's showing up at the door and they make the call and they work with your team to try to figure out the best ways um, to work with their neighbors Mm -hmm. and culturally how to work with them as well. And um, Scarlett and I have had many conversations Mm -hmm. about um, the different partners and um, just how beautiful each and every community is and how they serve. And uh, you guys deal with a lot. That's 450. Really, when you think about it, it's 450 different personalities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That you're adjusting to every day. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. That uh, really are the boots on the ground for mm-hmm. us at Feeding Tampa Bay. And if uh, you think about something, and we talk about this um, back at the food bank, we are really the hub mm-hmm. um, for food insecurity throughout 10 counties. Mm-hmm. So we are the source for food, mm-hmm. whether that be those um, agency partners. And we're talking about like the mom and pops yeah. um, and the smaller agencies. And really we say small, but right here at the community food pantry, this really isn't small when you're sitting no, in here. It's, yeah. it, it looks like um, really <laughs> a, a small grocery store mm-hmm. with wonderful things on the shelves. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, they're really making all the change. You know, we have our own programs that are successful in what we do, but these partners are really um, doing really so much work for us. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, even the big names out there, um, we're providing the food for. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what you guys are doing is incredible. (laughs) We we love every single one of our agencies. Um, With Feeding Tampa Bay starting to do the direct distribution, we knew that we would be taking some of that internally, but a lot of the lift is still our agencies. So Mm -hmm. the last two months, we've been starting to track how much exactly our agencies versus direct feeding. Mm -hmm. And it looks like it's about 80%. Seems to be about where where our agencies and our direct feeding efforts are finding ourselves comfortable in equilibrium. So 80% of our entire meals out are going out 
out through our agencies. Wow. Mm-hmm. And really outside of making sure those processes are safe, we want our agencies to do whatever works for them. Yeah. Right. So yeah. if right. you want to have a disco party <laughs> at your distribution. In fact, we demand it. it. Right. <laughs> right. You bring those feather boas and uh-huh. that disco ball and you rock it. <laughs> so really, we, we do not ever want to dictate how a distribution happens or how a pantry operates. Mm-hmm. We're just there to say, here's what we've learned. Here's yeah. what we think this could be. And to really help each agency fulfill their most, their their biggest, wildest dreams and yeah. hopes. Right. Yeah. Now, how does someone apply? Is there, you know, are we still oh, welcoming? Yeah, yeah. Are we still welcoming people to, if they want to open a partnership? Number 451. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> the first thing I would do is any, if anybody wants to open a pantry, I would say there is probably a pantry in your area that you don't know about. Mm. Um, just as Monica said earlier, she lived in a neighborhood. Mm. She didn't know there was a pantry around mm-hmm. the corner. So if you go to our fine food page, you can see all of our publicly listed pantries. And I would encourage you to reach out to them first to see what they're doing and how they can support. If you live in an area or you work in an area or want to serve an area that there is not an agency represented, then absolutely reach out to us. There is a prospective agency form on our website, um, and you can fill out that form to indicate your capacity and what your vision is. Um, and even if you're not ready to open a pantry, but you can maybe host a food distribution, there's an event request form on our webpage as well. If you reach out to anyone on our team, they'll know where to point you. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are welcoming agencies uh, if we can make sure that they are in a area that is underserved. That's our focus always. Right. Um, in our agencies, like I said, we're, we're taking a lot of the expectations off the table and what we want them to be now. Um, but we do know that agencies need to evolve to meet the needs of those we serve. Mm. That includes very frequent distributions, not just the, you know, once a month that we we've seen in the past. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, doing something weekly, being able to meet our guests where they are in terms of hours, having after hours distribution yeah, or distribution on weekends is really yeah. critical. Right. Um, so any of those things that kind of set you apart, we would love to work with anyone is who's trying to fill that need. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then we're also, you know, we want to make sure that those healthy foods are, mm. are put out into the community. Mm-hmm. What about, um, you know, having refrigerators, freezers, what, yeah. what about the space qualifications mm-hmm. if you want to, you know, have a pantry? It's not just dreaming something mm-hmm. up. There are the qualifications for that. There yeah. are qualifications. Um, right now, especially during COVID, we have the ability to do mobile pantry drops, which basically takes the, the pressure off of having a space. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have a solid volunteer base that would be able to sort and distribute food within a food safe four hour time frame mm-hmm. from drop to distribution, you could host a pantry. Mm-hmm. If you're looking to do more of a long-term partnership with us where you want to do a brick and mortar situation, um, then what I would do is I would walk you through, or someone on my team would walk you through food safety guidelines and what we would expect you to have in terms of storage, mm-hmm. what kind of programs that we have that might fit your needs. We have a you know six or seven different food out programs because there's not a one size fits all model mm-hmm. of getting food to a pantry. Um, so based on where you're located, are there other retail partnerships nearby? Do we have a need for someone to pick up the Winn-Dixie down the street and no right. one's available? Could you right. be that person? Right. Um, so we can work with any sh- shapes and sizes. Um, there are really, as long as you're being food safe yeah. um, and you're a 501c3, which is really important, we want to make sure that our food is getting the hands of those who need it the most. Mm-hmm. Um, those are those are our qualifiers. <laughs> okay. Are there Not any areas that uh, we need help in that we are looking for people to step up? Absolutely. We are always looking for partners, especially in rural areas. Um, Food distributions tend to pop up in urban areas, which is great for convenience. Um, But sometimes the hardest calls to get for us are when we get a call that say that has, I have no pantry around me. There is no food distribution around me. Where do you go? Mm -hmm. And I'm on the phone with that person. And the closest thing we can find is, you know, a 25, 30 minute drive and there's no public transportation. So rural areas, especially if you have home delivery service available, absolutely. Um, I'm, I would love to have more agencies in Hernando County. Um, Our Northern counties uh, haven't been as quick to grow in scale of agencies. Mm -hmm. Um, Our agencies that are there have absolutely stepped up to the plate. Um, but Hernando County specifically, if we have agencies who are interested in partnering, please reach out. Mm. Perfect. So there's something we, we dove right in <laughs> to the work. Oh yeah. Well, we tend to. Right. That's fine. I'm a data person. Yeah, right? yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah. So we made you happy really quick, but what I would like to talk about is we want to know about you. Mm-hmm. I know about you. Yeah. 
But I want the listeners to know about you. So tell us a little bit about you. You have this amazing, beautiful little family. So tell oh, us. Tell thanks. us about you a little bit. Um, so I have been in Tampa for about four years now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I live here with my husband and my son, who is almost five. will be starting kindergarten in the fall, <laughs> which um, is weird to me. <laughs> I'm an, I still like look around. I don't know if you guys do this, but I don't know how I'm an adult. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm every once in a while. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm the yeah, oldest in the room, like, and I promise you, I still do that. So, so that's always a weird thing. But um, I came, my husband's family is all from Tampa and Orlando. Orlando. So oh. when we had our son four years ago or four and a half years ago, we were in DC and we looked around and we didn't have any family there. Uh, we were like, eh, this isn't forever. Yeah. So we just picked up one day and we moved down uh, <laughs> and we, you know, we had great jobs that let us work remotely until we found something here and it was yeah. really wonderful. Nice. Uh, I got my my foot in the nonprofit door uh, with national level nonprofits that focused on crime victims' rights, specifically mm. um sex trafficking and anti-trafficking work with the National Human Trafficking Hotline. Mm. So I'm really interested in the crossover where food insecurity meets um, people being protected from different forms of victimization. Interesting. It's yeah. uh, really interesting to me where those things intersect. Mm-hmm. Um, so I never thought in a million years I'd found myself in food banking. Yeah, but right. But here I am. <laughs> um, but for Tampa is my forever home. So, um, yeah, we, we put down roots here. We're not going anywhere. Yeah. Uh, but I um, I was born and raised in the South in Alabama. Mm-hmm. And my husband's the one who made me move first. And uh, I was like, I'll never leave Alabama. Uh, <laughs> and he was like, and, I, and then he convinced me. And I was like, no, I'm never going back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we certainly hope that Feeding Tampa Bay is uh-huh. uh, a long-term home for you. You do amazing work. I know that anytime I reach out to you, you answer so quickly. You're so helpful. Even with the random stuff, like mm-hmm. when we started our text program, you knew so many things about it because you'd actually experienced it as well so you're so highly appreciated feeding Um, tampa bay is a weird place for skills yeah so i um i am actually a social worker by trade so i thought i wanted to be a counselor Uh, and then i found myself slowly finding love for these operational aspects of work (laughs) so like hotline work the data around hotlines and so then i got to this operations world of feeding tampa bay and Uh if you would have told me that i would be like scheduling trucks and deliveries (laughs) i'm like that's that's never gonna happen. <laughs> so, uh, who knows? You, you can find yeah, you, the work found you. Yeah. Yes, the you work definitely found you. Well, you're amazing, and we appreciate you. And thank you so much for stopping in with us today and helping explain um, uh, much about our agencies and coming to Carrollwood with us. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. At one of our shining stars, but we have. 450 and soon sky. to be more. Yeah. <laughs> you guys hear that invitation, Hernando yeah, County, Polk. <laughs> One day you can be as big as wonderful as Monica mm-hmm. is here at Phillips Presbyterian. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to do a shout out to them. They really stepped it up during COVID. Yeah. Um, they are. They went from you know hosting a pantry, like she said, you know maybe 50 to 150 people, yeah. but they are our second largest volume agency in Hillsborough County now. Wow. So they had a huge growth spurt. <laughs> yes. Um, yes, I don't they did. know if they wanted that, but here we are, <laughs> yeah. and we love them so much. Right. Yeah. Well, if, they stepped up for sure. If I can say anything about pantries or agencies, it's that they're like make it work kind of people, oh, you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah. It's kind of incredible to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, set the bar and we'll, we'll rise yeah. above it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. And that's pretty much Monica's uh, way of life. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's really evident when you uh, hang out with her, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you, friend. Of course. Thank you for joining Thanks us. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'll have to do it again soon. Back to work, people. Let's yeah. do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we have a meeting to get to. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, like Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next time, friends, on Stick a Fork in It. You can learn more about Feeding Tampa Bay and how to join the movement at feedingtampabay.org. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube at Beating Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm.